The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer. There are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reports, inventory, commerce, and HR flow into the financial model seamlessly. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. That's why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system used by over 28,000 growing businesses. 93% of businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash c-suite for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash c-suite. netsuite.com slash c-suite. Get the inside track on 20 top business trends for 2020 from Joe Block. Joel's insights bring Wall Street to your street so you can profit from the inside in 2020. Just text the word TREND to 72000. That's 72000 and download your free copy today. Grab your phone and get the inside track on business trends that affect you and your business. Just text the word TREND to 72000 for your copy now. This is Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. Insights to give your business the inside track. And now, here's your host, Joel Block. How often have you woken up in the morning and wondered for your company, why aren't more people buying from us? How can we close more people faster? And how do we better harness the horsepower of the internet for our company. To answer all those questions and more, Brian Greenberg. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, hi, Joel. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. So those are some serious questions and people really do wake up in the morning wondering those kinds of things uh, because, you know, the internet is powerful and, and not everybody knows how to make it work for them. We all know how to work it, but not make it work for us. So start there. What's the trick making the internet work for us? You know, the main thing is building up a positive online reputation, right? So anytime someone's going to do business with you or your company, they go online. They go online and type in your company followed by reviews or followed by complaints. And they want to make sure that other people have had a good experience doing business with your company. So making sure that when they do that, that you have five-star reviews, that you show people that are similar to them, that use their services, that if something goes wrong, that uh, the company cares. These are all important things that you want to do no matter what your business is when people go online to look at you. And so is this kind of like, is there like a game to this system? I mean, are, are we playing a little game here or, or are there some rules of the game or how does it work? I don't know if I'd call it a game. You know, I believe that no matter what you do, you want to offer five-star service. Now, when you're going for five-star service and you're asking people to post five-star reviews on your, your business or your service, it, it's kind of like a rollover effect. You have to do good business, right? So if you upset people these days, other people are going to find out about it. So in a way, it's a game. I think there's certain ways to leverage five-star reviews. 
you know, one of the things I suggest people do is get reviews yourself first that you could handle, right? If something's wrong, you could, you know, mitigate it, right? Then if they do give you a five-star review, that's when you go and you give them the same thing they wrote and you get them to leave reviews at other places, third-party places like Google Business, the Better Business Bureau. It could be what business, TripAdvisor. Any place that you actually want to ask them to leave reviews, that's what you want to do. Now, and it's a way to mitigate so people don't post reviews that they are upset with on these third-party sites because you can't get them off of those sites. So yeah, I, I like to tell people to collect it themselves first. All right. So you just said the two different things here and then we mm. both need to dissect both these things. Sure. One is you're talking about positive reviews mm. and you're saying you want to make sure they don't put negative reviews. Now, of course, nobody wants negative reviews. Uh, they especially don't want it on these third-party sites where this stuff survives yeah. forever. And, and for whatever reason, Murphy's Law or otherwise, it seems like the bad ones always percolate to the top. Oh, yeah. You know, so um, how do you get people to write good reviews? I mean, I mean, what are what are the tricks of the trade? Get good reviews besides doing a good job, which is taken you know for granted. Number one, you got to ask, right? I think so many people just don't ask at all, or even uh, send an email asking. So the number one thing to do is ask, and the other thing is only ask the people that you've actually sold, the people that are happy, right? I think people make a mistake by sending review requests to everyone, even the people you don't sell. So, you know, you want to leverage yourself a little bit by doing the happy customers. And one of the things that really pushes it over is if your salesperson, whomever is in contact with that customer, asks, says, you know, if you don't mind, can you leave a review for us? One of my employees, you know, says, you know, you get bonused on it right? We're in a contest. People, you know, are, are influenced by the reciprocity rule, right? If you offer good service, they want to give you something back, especially if you ask, you know, it, it's so simple. You know, when you go into a car dealership, they'll offer you a soda, right? Uh, you just want to leverage that. All right. So, so a very, very basic question, mm. where do you send them to write these reviews? Because there, there must be a thousand different places. So like, like, what do you, you need to say? Okay, I need you to go to these three different places and put a review in each place. I mean, what, what are companies doing? You know, there's, boy, uh, I recommend companies like Trustpilot. No matter how big your company is, Trustpilot is good. Also, there's one called BirdEye. Now, these services cost anywhere from, you know, $250 to $700 a month. They are worth it. And the good things about this is that you own those reviews, right? They're not going on third-party sites. So if somebody does give you a bad review, you have the option not to display it, all right? That's an important piece. Now, if they leave you a five-star review, that's when you want to go back and ask them to leave reviews on third-party websites. And you do it, try to make it as easy as possible for them, right? So give them that same exact review they left for you on Trustpilot or BirdEye. And, and give them a link directly to Google Business or the Better Business Bureau. And don't just link, to, you know, send them to the landing page. Get them to the absolute link where they get a pop-up and it has the star reviews right there and they just go ahead and enter it. You want to make it as easy as possible. Now, Joel, if I may, you know, I think a lot of people don't know how valuable reviews are. 
you know, I think they've done studies on Yelp, you know, restaurants, right? If you, you know, if you lose a star on Yelp, you lose 10% of your business, all right? Now, from my experience, conversion rate wise, I think every review I get, every five-star review is worth at least $100 to me. And it's worth $25 every year after that because it adds up. Now, if they leave me a review on, oh, go ahead. In a company with hundreds of people, Hmm. that's probably every single salesperson at $100 a day or a week or whatever it is multiplied by, and the the aggregate effect is probably unbelievable. It is, right? I want to finish, you know, a review on, let's say, a third-party site, and it could be, I don't know, Google Business, Better Business Bureau, even if you're selling on Amazon or anywhere else. These are worth about $250 a piece, is what I like to say. Now, I, I've come to that number by the increase in conversion rates. And you'll see on Amazon, they have the highest conversion rate of any company out there, 20%. And the normal e-commerce conversion rate is 2%. Number one, they offer great service. Number two, they have all those reviews. Now, once you know how valuable a review is, you could bonus your employees, right? That's the number one thing to do. Uh, hold contests. You know, I like to give my employees uh, up to $25 for every review they get. And if they get it on additional websites, third-party websites, I'll give them even more. I'll give them $10 each additional. And I have employees making a bonus of $1,000 a month by collecting reviews. And it is worth it to me. And it, is, uh, it starts spinning that big wheel where it just brings customers in and they call our company and they say, the reason why I chose you was because of all the reviews. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I, I, um, I'm going to build that in right away. I mean, I, I, I never thought about this, but I'm going I'm to build in a compensation structure around reviews because yes. I've heard from everybody how very important this is. You know, I'm pretty sensitive to this and I don't like to go around bashing companies. And I, I mean, I always, if it's a four, I tend to, you know, round up and give them a five. I, I just, it's just uh, my nature. Uh, I'm not overcritical. Yes. But uh, we recently had some terrible, terrible service from our local car dealer. Now this is a place we've been going for 15 years and they're really, they're a really good company. Hmm. But this one particular time, uh, it was just, it was awful. It was just, it was just really, really bad. So I marked down that it was really bad. And, you know, these car dealerships live by these things. I, I, they're not going to these third-party sites, but you, they, you know, the, the manufacturers send you this thing. And sure enough, a, uh, the service uh, advisor called us up and he said, look, man, this is really bad. We need to straighten this out. You know, what can I do? And, and I got to tell you, man, the guy, he, he totally owned it. He, he was a real gentleman about it. Uh, you could tell he was a little nervous because <laughs> – there's a lot at stake here, but, uh, you know, and, and, and I ended up, you know, rewriting the review that they corrected the problem and uh, he couldn't have done better. And, you know, and anyway, so it worked out really great, but I do know companies take this very, very seriously. And, and, and that really demonstrated to me how serious their company took it. The fact that he called me and was nervous about his ability to turn me around. And you know, I said to him, I said, look, we're not going to stop coming to your place. I said, but yeah, you you got to fix a couple of these things. I mean, it's just you know, absolutely. But the the number one determinant of how fast your company grows is your customer satisfaction, how you handle customers. Another example: Amazon ranks number one in customer service and has for I don't know since the last ten years. Right now, 
every company, every person's going to make a mistake. It's inevitable, like you said, Murphy's Law. The question is how you handle it, right? Now, I'm sure we've all dealt with companies when there was an issue and we called and they made it difficult. I got to ask my manager, we'll email you back and they never do. Or they simply say tough, right? Those are the, the, the scenarios where you get hurt. Those are the scenarios when people start leaving reviews everywhere. People are upset. Now, if you do call them back, like your, like your example that you gave there, and you own it. And you know, I like to say, when you make it right, so what, what can we do to make it right? Uh, that's when, that's all you can do. That's, well, that's you, what you should do. I mean, here, so here's the thing. So what you're saying is that the review is a lagging indicator of how a company's doing. Mm. It's an after the fact indicator. But, you know, do they empower the people to take corrective action? I mean, when somebody says, I got to ask my manager, that's not, that's not the person on the phone's fault. Yeah. I mean, that's because the, the manager said, you know, you're authorized to do absolutely nothing and don't do anything except for answer the phone and say hello and then mm. you know, sing and dance a little bit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so companies need to have, uh, if they're going to go to the effort of doing these reviews, then I imagine that they need to have a little bit better uh, policy making on the front end because those things work hand, hand in hand. You know, it, it goes back to a, a word called empowerment. You know, we were taught this, you know, especially customer service reps, they have to be able to make it right, right? So if you go to, you know, Nordstrom's, right, they have one customer service policy and that's uh, do what's right, right? Make the customer happy. So it, let's say my business, I'm willing for a customer service representative or a sales representative to make something right. And if it's under $500, I don't, I don't care. I want them to handle it, right? A negative customer review is, it could cost tens of thousands of dollars, right? So it's very important that we're able to head it off right away. Let's say I'm in the insurance business. So people all the time, they get charged on the wrong day. And they may get an NSF fee or something like that. And it happens, right? And it's not my fault. It's probably the insurance company's fault. But I, I tell them flat out, look, uh, we'll, we'll refund it to you. And it's a loss. But you know what? Those are the people that go and leave reviews. It's amazing how many people that start off with a negative review that will actually, like you said, change it. Or they'll leave more reviews because they want to promote businesses that do business like this. What about uh, what about giant companies? I mean, I mean, I, I you just said that a bad review can cost you ten thousand bucks or more. You know, probably a lot more uh, when you start aggregating against all the people that cause these negative reviews. But what about uh, what about these giant companies? Do you, do you think that they're sensitive to ten grand here, ten grand there? You know, like a negative uh, customer <laughs> effect. I mean, they don't seem to be as sensitive as you might might think they would be. I wish they were. And yeah, you know, it, it, they cost more than tens of thousands of dollars, Joe, the, the more large you are, right? Especially if you're running some sort of internet-based company or you're selling something online. Negative reviews, especially the ones that <laughs> are not resolved, it could be uh, just a you know, huge, huge mistake. And I think most companies, they do realize that. And, and I just hope that they don't realize it too late, right? You'll take a company like Dell. Dell had one of the best reputations uh, out there in any computer company for a very long time. 
until Michael Dell left and, and they started outsourcing all their customer service to the Philippines. People hated it, right? I mean, just the reviews, the negativity that Dell experienced from just the change in customer service, it didn't cost them tens of thousands of dollars. It cost them hundreds of millions of dollars to the point where they had to bring Michael Dell back or the whole thing. But it could drive a whole company out of business, no matter how big you are. Uh, you know, it's reputation, right? What, what do you call it? Uh, people that come in and, and help you, PR firms, uh, come in and charge you millions of dollars for reputation management or damage control. So it is very important, no matter how big your company is. I'll tell you, it sure doesn't seem like, uh, like sometimes these giant companies really care about it. I mean, it's, it just doesn't seem like it, you know, these cable companies, sometimes the airlines, sometimes the, the, the other big travel companies, it just, you know, it just seems like uh, they just don't, it just doesn't make sense. And, and that's something, it, it surprises me. We're not here to fix the uh, ills of the world here on this uh, one discussion. But it, I mean, what you're saying makes so much sense to me that the value of a good one is fantastic. The value of a bad one can be devastating. And, and the only thing that separates those things is really somebody's ability to take corrective action mm-hmm. and empowerment and the rest of the stuff, which a lot of times uh, people just are not empowered. And I guess if you're not empowered, get new employees that you like or trust. I, I think that, uh, you know, upper management does not know the huge effect that this has, right? So let me give some more examples, if I will. Let's say Southwest Airlines. Southwest Airlines built up a reputation of uh, something does go wrong, they make it right. And it, it had a huge effect on their bottom line. Tesla. Uh, I have a Tesla. If something goes wrong, I mean, it is amazing what they do. I, I know that uh, they had like a manufacturer defect in the market thought, oh my God, they're going to just, they're out of it, right? Everyone was short selling it. What Tesla did is they sent service reps to everyone's home and fixed it right in their driveway. They said, don't, don't bother bringing it in. <laughs> and they, they would drive people in from California because that's where their main base is. They drive everywhere, fix everything. And, and the, the, the feedback from customers, even though it was a loss, sent Tesla stocks skyrocketing up and again, upsetting everyone who short sells Tesla, but it's just the power of online reputation and five-star reviews are obviously one of the main indicators of those. And they drive it. Let's say, you know, Zappos or Amazon, uh, it, it, it trickles down. And I think, you know, upper management, they finally do realize it, but it's often, you know, after they take a huge loss, unfortunately. And, uh, it'd be nice to start right there with the policies on the front line, empowering people and making it a company-wide culture to fix things when they go wrong. Well, it seems to me like, uh, you know, on the one hand, you know, it can be about um, the policies, the whole thing, but it really, some companies take a long view. Tesla takes a long view. Stock mm-hmm. price is a long view, uh, although sometimes it happens fast, but uh, when, you, when you're thinking about the multiplier effect that you've got on your stock price, I mean, that's pretty substantial. So um, it's, it's pretty extraordinary. I think for myself, there are a lot of companies that, uh, same thing. They just, uh, some companies go out of their way and some companies uh, you want to get out of their way because they're just, they're a pain in the neck. So, so what's the future of, um, of all this stuff look like? I mean, is it, is it going to get worse and more important or is it going to get, uh, are these reviews, do people like them? I mean, are they, are they working? Yeah, do they work? Yes. 
let's bring it back to Tesla. You know, Tesla, you know, has online ordering. I think most large companies are trying to do more direct to consumer sales, right? So putting reviews on those websites and making them accessible right in front of people, right when, right when they're making the purchases is, is almost uh, the most detrimental spot. And you write and you display them those reviews. It's important to have it in a certain format. Star reviews are the best. Putting the date, putting the person's name, putting the person's city, and also what they bought. Now, if you leave any of those out, they, they lose a lot of their value, right? So take Amazon as an example, all right? I, that's, that's who you should uh, emulate after. And when, the more information someone has on a review, the more you build up the similarity effect. The more people say, well, this person just like me is in the same city. This is what he bought. Uh, even, uh, he, you know, what color, down to the color that they bought. These are things that help you in the long run. And the more that you build it, it it's, it's an exponential uh, system. And as more people go online, which they are, you have to convert them. And the number one way to convert them has been reviews. And I highly urge people not to underestimate these. I think uh, you'll, you'll notice this come out more and more. And what, what, what do they call it? The... Uh, what is it, the PCE core, PSI score, where a lot of companies will email customers and they'll say, oh, out of one out of 10, how likely are you to use my service? How likely are you to recommend? And a lot of companies are doing this and that's great, but it does, they can't translate that to, to, to leverage it on their websites. And it's a tough thing. So I always encourage people, no matter how big the company is, go after the stars, right? That's the biggest indicator. That's the thing that you can leverage the most. And that's what I believe is going to drive uh, sales more and more into the future. What's the trick to getting people to uh, produce a five-star deal? In other words, I've been many places. They say, listen, would you do us a favor, please? And, and give us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. They get an email that, that asks you for a five-star review. And, you know, you kind of know that a four-star is not good enough. So you, no. you want a five-star, you know, you're kind of <clears throat> planting that seed in their head. Uh, is, is there, is there a right and a wrong? Are there some ethics behind this? I mean, is, is there, you know, I mean, what's, what's going on here? You know, you don't want to pay people for a five-star review. That is not <laughs> the way to go. Uh, you can ask them to leave any type of review and you can pay for that, right? So you'll see people on Amazon or any companies, they send out free products and ask you to review it. And that's fine. So be very careful that you're not paying for five-star reviews. But when you put it down to the, the frontline people, right, and you bonus them, not the customer, right, you bonus your team, that's when things start working out because the, the employee is going to start wanting to offer five-star service because they know in their head, boom, that's a bonus for them, right? So, yeah, don't, don't, don't bonus people to leave five-star reviews, but that you want to encourage your own team, Joe. So you ask people to do this and you mm-hmm. want them to go to a couple different websites where you send them an email that says, Hey, listen, click on this link and leave a yes. website. I mean, you got to make it easy for them and give them a link or something, right? You can't just uh, leave it to their own devices. Exactly. You want to send them directly to it. You know, Google provides on their Google business page, a link that you can send people to collect reviews. I have one on my own website that I help people out with, you know, better business bureau. You want to leave you know, not just the company, but your company slash reviews slash write. 
okay? It's very important. And no matter what platform you're on, there's a URL, right, that uh, web address. And don't just leave the base one, right? You want to send them to the actual internal page, and that link works, and send them right there. And if you can, and, and I hi this is a huge thing, once they leave one review, give them the content on, when you email them back or text them back to leave the same review. Nobody wants to start <laughs> write three separate reviews, but copy and paste. That's the way to go. That makes it easy. So you're saying if you have access to it, give them a yes. copy of what they've already written, and then they can just paste that into the next two, and they're likely to do that for you. That's the secret. Cool idea. You know, that's, that's the inside track right there. That's what we're always looking for on this show is the best, smartest, and fastest way to get something done. So if you can uh, actually help somebody to uh, capture their own words and then use those over and over again with those links, this system is, uh, is a smart system, and that's the inside track. So thank you very much for sharing, man. That was really uh, – I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it very much. I thought it was really helpful, and I think this will go a long way. So do you have a book or something on this topic that you've produced or, or something else? I do. I wrote a book called The Salesman Who Doesn't Sell. And it's all about how to leverage customers so they're convinced to buy <laughs> right off the bat. And I'd like to offer all your listeners a free copy of the book in PDF and audio format if they go to brianjgreenberg.com slash inside track. They can go and download it for free, and I hope it helps. Well, that's cool. Well, listen, man, thank you very much for doing that. You know, this... Uh this is sort of second nature for smaller companies, probably not so much second nature for larger, medium-sized ones and kind of really out of the box for, for the biggest companies. But I think what you're saying makes just so much sense and it really just goes a long way. So, well, listen, thank you so much for sharing. I really, I appreciate it uh, very much and uh, we'll look forward to, to catching up at some point in the future. Thank you, Joel. You've been listening to Profit from the Inside, with Joel Block. For more insights and to learn more, visit joelblock.com. How about a shout out and a giant thanks to my podcast producer, David Wolf, and his team at Podcast and Radio Networks. Profit from the Inside simply wouldn't be what it is without David and his team. For more information or to learn how you can launch and produce your own podcast, reach out to podcastandradio.com. Get the inside track on 20 top business trends for 2020 from Joel Block. Joel's insights bring Wall Street to your street so you can profit from the inside in 2020. Just text the word TREND to 72000. That's 72000 and download your free copy today. Grab your phone and get the inside track on business trends that affect you and your business. Just text the word TREND to 72000 for your copy now. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.